SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I am Brad Brown. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting to Maritzburg United's coach, Fadlu Davids. He'll be joining us. We'll wrap up the crickets after day one at the Wanderers. We'll hear from Steve Compella and Pizzo Mosemane and... There's some netball on the horizon as well for the Spark Proteas. We'll hear from their coach, amongst others, Norma Plummer, on tonight's show as well. So make sure you stay tuned. Talking of cricket, it was uh, a pretty fast-moving day at the Wanderers today. India up against South Africa, the third and final test of the series. India won the toss earlier and chose to bat. They posted 187 uh, before they were bowled out by the Proteas. At the close of play, South Africa, six for the loss of one. The man back in the hut is Aidan Markram. We'll be chatting to Aslam Kota shortly just to find out exactly what did transpire at the Wanderers. Some bad news for our under-19 cricketers today. They were knocked out of the ICC Cricket World Cup after they lost to Pakistan by three wickets. Two momentum one-day cup matches taking place uh, this evening as well. At Kingsmead in Durban, the Dolphins are 87 for one against the Lions. They dismissed the Lions for 194. The Dolphins need another 108 runs to win off 32 and a half overs. While at Buffalo Park in East London, the Warriors are 113 for two after 15 overs, that after they bowled the Knights out for 216 they need another 104 runs or 34 and a half overs as well in uh, the Big Bash in Australia earlier today, the Melbourne Renegades down the Sydney Thunder by nine runs. In football news, Amazulu will host Bloom Celtic in an aim to bag two absolute pre- uh, premiership wins in a row at the Kings Willatini Stadium tonight at 7.30. The Durban Bay side go into this encounter motivated after bagging a 2-0 win over Supersport United in their previous league encounter last weekend. Although the clash was scheduled to be staged last year, it was cancelled due to heavy rains and Usutu will now want to add Celtics uh, add to Celtics winless run on the log table Amazulu are at 13th spots 18 points from 16 matches and a win will see them move to the middle of the table in the meantime, Platinum Stars may be plagued by troubles, which include a poor run of form, relegation threats, and uncertainty resulting from the club's imminent sale. But their coach, Roger Desar, says he doesn't regret taking over the coaching reins at the club. Desar took over from Englishman Peter Butler in September last year, after spending five months without a club following a brief stay at Maritzburg United in March. He says he knew what he was getting himself into from the start. Never regret anything I do. Uh, I regret what I don't do. So, no, no, look, uh, there's no there's been no secret was from the from day one it was going to be like that you know from day one they told me the club was going to get sold from day one they were bottom of the lot um, you know and we were four points behind so the way you've got to look at it is we, we've climbed up a little bit and we're giving ourselves the realistic chance to get out of it Moving on to tennis now, the men's semi-finalists at the 2018 Australian Open have been decided and as Chris Bowers reports it's not a lineup anyone would have expected well, you wouldn't have picked a men's semi-final lineup of Tillich against Edmund and Federer versus Chung at the start of the tournament, but that's what we've got. Chung made it through to the last four with a straight sets win over Tennis Sandgren, the American who'd never won a match in the main draw of a major until last week and was here in the quarterfinals. Where Sandgren goes from here remains to be seen, but Chung looks the real deal, and while he'll probably lose to Federer on Friday, he's really announced his presence. Federer seemed tense and inconsistent in the first set of his quarter-final against Thomas Burdich, and when Burdich led 5-2, it looked like being a long evening. But despite line calls and technology going against him, the Swiss battled his way back, and by the end was a clear winner. 
The women's event produced two very one-sided quarterfinals. Angelique Kerber was in sharp form against the disappointing Madison Keys, winning in 51 minutes. And it took Simona Halep just 20 minutes longer to beat Karolina Pliskova. The Czech led three love first set, but Halep then reeled off nine games on the run and looks like being exactly the kind of opponent Kerber doesn't like when they meet in tomorrow's semis. Chris Bowers for SFM Sport, Melbourne. On to rugby news now. South African under-20 scrum half Imbros Papir gets a chance to make an indelible impression when he runs on in the Vodacom Bulls' first pre-season game of the, uh, against the Sharks in Polokwane on Saturday. Papir, who was described by coach John Mitchell as exciting, was preferred over Springbok halfback Rudy Page and is seen as the future of the side and will partner Marnie Libok in a young halfback combination for the game. Adrian Strauss makes a welcome return to the field in a side captained by Berger Woodendahl, which also features former Kings Flank Tembeslani Borley and Curry Cup star Marco von Staden, who returns uh, as well as Shrimlock flanker Rulof Smith from the bench. Finally, Olympic champion Michaela Schifrin has criticised spectators after snowballs were thrown at World Cup skier Henrik Christoffersen. Norway's Christoffersen, who finished second, was targeted by fans in Austria during the men's slalom. Home favourite Marcel Hirsch won the race. Britain's uh, Dave Riding finishing 12th in the Schlaldich. Uh, Hirsch's win in a time of 143.56 was the country's 500th World Cup victory since the competition started in 1967. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some cricket. It is for you, the number one fans of the Proteas. It's for the love of the game. SABC Sport brings you the third and final Freedom Trophy Test between the two nil series winners, Proteas, who will be looking for three in a row, while their bitter opponent, India, will hope for a consolation victory. This rivalry encounter will take place at Johannesburg's Bitbus Wanderers Stadium from the 24th to the 28th of January at 9.30 a.m. Find it live on SABC3 and your favorite SABC radio station. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. SAFM Sports Wrap. Time to chat some cricket. Day one of the third and final test between the Proteas and India at uh, the Wanderers in Johannesburg. Today was uh, another exciting one to watch as far as test cricket goes. India winning the toss earlier, choosing to bat. Aslam Kota spent the day at the ball ring. Aslam, the Proteas bowling out India for 187. Uh, it, it looks good on paper, but if you watch today, it should have been a lot less. It should have been a lot less, and uh, at one stage you actually felt that with a recovery for that uh, third wicket of 84 runs, that things were getting a bit easier. I must say that whilst the ball did hop around, swing a bit, and a uh, good bit of carry through to the keeper as well, there was a period in that uh, first session, just towards uh, lunchtime, when the ball just seemed to carry through quite nicely, and uh, just a few of the bowlers were getting a bit of swing. So you thought, hold on, there's something in it for the batsman, and I think the way Pujara and Kohli did then... Uh, uh, save themselves from uh, a, a major collapse with that 84-run partnership. You felt it was all happening for them. But then after lunch, they lost wickets again, and uh, they just let South Africa in. And once again, what has been proven uh, here, Brad, is that they didn't go for that extra batsman. They just made the swap between Rahani and also Rohit Sharma, and uh, they've come uh, asunder with us. So it's, 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 it's tough for them. But uh, as you say, it's a type of a pitch where 187 is an iffy total. And uh, it will depend very much on how much their bowlers can extract out of this. What was the talking point of this morning, Brad, before I go even any further, is that the bowlers have generally been very good for India in the series. And uh, for Virat Kohli to have made the choice of batting first uh, was clearly the biggest question. And I'm sure that he's going to be under much more pressure if the game does go in South Africa's favour. 
Yeah, very surprising, Ashraf. I mean, it's, uh, we've long known the Wanderers' pitch is, is very bouncy, it's very fast. The approach is going into the match with five seamers. That should have said something to Exactly, and the same thing for India. They did the same thing. They left out uh, Ravichand and Ashwin, and uh, they went with... Uh, uh, they, they recalled Bhubaneshwar Kumar, who, who did produce a fantastic delivery to see the end of Markram. So uh, you expected that if the, the, the Virat Kohli, the captain of India, finally got a, a, a toss that he won, that he'd make the correct decision. It looks for now that uh, it's probably or obviously uh, backfired. And the other point to just make is that um, with, with uh, their, their issues that they're having even around the wicketkeeper, they brought in a wicketkeeper from overseas, the, uh, uh, what was, I'm just trying to think of his name, I've got it down here now, um, Riri Mansaha is injured and they brought in Dinesh Kartik and Kartik was expected to actually start. So they've made a number of mistakes apart from in the field with the selection and now when the, 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 the choice of uh, bowling first was at hand, they decided to bat first and I'm quite sure that they will be unhappy with the way the day did end for them. It was a day of records for uh, Quinton de Kock, breaking the record for most mm. dismissals uh, against India. But just overall, the performance in the fields, uh, I think there'll be a lot of harsh words tonight. Yes, we did bowl them out for 187, but we gave Virat Kohli a, a chance. Uh, I think we gave him two chances. And, Correct. And a player of his caliber, you cannot do that. We were lucky to get away with that today. You're right, uh, Brad. Uh, one of them, of course, was A.B. de Villiers, who, uh, after taking a catch after that drop, uh, eventually he did catch Coley. It was a great catch, and the one that he dropped went to hand, and it seemed that he hurt himself, and he's been off the field for a long time. So the latest news there is, and I'm waiting for Dr. Musaji to, in fact, reply, and I'm going to just look at my phone if there is any reply there, and unfortunately there isn't, just to get an update as to what his condition really is, but he was off the field for at least most part of that second period. And uh, they did drop catches. The intensity of the South Africans uh, throughout the two test matches has, to me, been the absolute feature because there used to be this opposition that's in your face all the time, and I think that used to be unnerving for the opposition. They seem to have lost it for a while. But the fact that they came unstuck against India the two seasons back with that uh, 3-0 defeat, they uh, certainly have their own plans against India, and they showed it in the field, over, as I said, in the last two test matches. This particular one with those two drops, rather disappointing, but in the main it's been good because uh, the cock, as you mentioned, took, up, took those five, week, uh, five uh, catches. Duplessis took a fantastic catch at second slip, diving forward. As I said, A.B. De Villiers pulled off one as well. And uh, it's in general they've been good. There were one or two chances, and there was one which, uh, unfortunately, uh, Ngidi couldn't get under. But uh, I don't think it costs too much in, 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 in the greater scheme of things. As far as batting on this pitch, there, there was some, some big movement. Ball swinging a lot, but also off the, off the deck. Uh, I mean, some, some massive, massive cutters. Uh, it's not going to get easier. Although, day two and three, generally at the Wanderers, it does, uh, it does flatten out a bit. But early on, it, I mean, runs very, very hard to come by. Yeah, just listening to uh, the uh, aftermatch uh, press uh, uh, media uh, contingent that got together to listen to some of the players and the Indians actually had Pujara, the batsman uh, who they nominated to face the media today and he did say that it was very difficult remember it took him almost a record of 54 deliveries to get off the mark but they were in such trouble that uh, he put that out of his mind and really looked to recover the evening innings did very well and he'd be the best in the best position to actually describe what the pitch was like today and he did say it's difficult you can't get in and uh, whilst we all often hear that uh, the pitch gets better to bet on, the history at the Wanderers does tell you that, uh, if you remember some years back, uh, Brad, it was um, 
the uh, wickets of Srisant that uh, won the match for India that was in the first innings. And then we had a third innings collapse where Broad in one session after T suddenly finished the test match that was on their last tour. And uh, also there was uh, a fantastic bowling performance from Hoggard a number of years back that uh, also put pay to the South Africans. So uh, as much as we say that it could get easier, uh, clearly uh, the Wanderers is always a challenge for batsmen. And apart from those two lapses from Virat Kohli, eight, nine fours in the score of 54, uh, he did show that uh, when there are some loose deliveries, over-pitch deliveries, you can get hold of them on this particular pitch. And had that innings gone any further, I think they would have been in a better position because uh, Pujara and, and Kohli did put on that partnership of 84. Remember, they recovered from 3 for 2 to take it to 97. And after having done all the hard work to take it through to lunch in a, a period of about 80 minutes, uh, it all came uh, again a cropper for them after, that, uh, after the tea period and uh, where they lost those, those wickets. Well, the Proteus had to face uh, a few nervy overs uh, towards the end of play. They did lose uh, the wicket of Aidan Markram for, for two. A great delivery, but, uh, yeah, one, one that's moving around a little bit again as well. They yeah. sent in the night watchman, Dean Alga and Kachisa Rabada. What do we need to do tomorrow to, to really drive home the advantage of bowling India out for 187 today? Well, Brett, I must say that whilst we saw some fantastic bowling from the South Africans, it was Kumar's delivery, it was uh, the ball of the day that uh, got the outside edge of Markham. There was very little he could do. It was pitched on a perfect length. It left uh, about the off-stump uh, uh, region and uh, took the upper half of his bed as it went through to the keeper. So it was a perfect, perfect outswinger to have produced very early in the innings. Dean Alga is there on four, about the night watchman uh, alongside him, and he's on naught, and uh, they'll have to recover the innings. Well, what they'll have to do is, again, as we always say, it's almost cliched that uh, the first hour is important, don't lose any wickets, and uh, Kafisa Rabada certainly will have his hands full because he's up against a very competent Indian attack. There's still the likes of Ishan Sharma and also uh, Mohammed Shami that need to be bowled in their fifth seam, of course, is Hardik Pandya, and I think he'll particularly enjoy himself on this, partic- on this pitch if he does keep a good length. Absolutely. Well, Aslam Koda, thank you very much uh, for your insights this evening. We look forward to catching up again throughout the rest of the Test match. Uh, enjoy tomorrow's play. Coming up next here on SAFM Sport Trap, we'll be chatting some football. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We spoke to him, and I was trying to recall when it was, but it was uh, at the start of the season after his appointment uh, from interim coach to the coach of Maritzburg United, and they've uh, been doing fantastically well as we head into the second half of uh, the season now. Fadlu Davids joins us uh, here on SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Fadlu, nice to nice to catch up again. Uh, thanks for for your time this evening. Hi, good evening. Thanks to thanks for having me. Fadlu, obviously we spoke after your, your official appointment. Uh, so far, so good. First half of the season, I, I'm sure that you, you've looked back at it and, and, and thought of where you could improve and, and where you possibly lost points that you could have picked up. But uh, as it stands right now, sitting fifth on the log, uh, you, you can't be complaining. Yeah, it's been a, a up and down season, but we knew when we uh, started the season, when I brought the average age down to 23, uh, we released a lot of... All the players uh, uh, brought in some younger ones, promoted some some guys, and yeah, it's, it's it's normal that it goes up and down with young younger players. Some of them first season PSL, some of them uh, the dangerous uh, second season PSL. But uh, I think so far we've uh, managed to stabilise things uh, once again, and uh, yeah, it's now about uh, just just trying to get some consistency going. 
that's that's one of the, the things I wanted to ask you was consistent. You, you've just come off uh, a great win against Free State Stars, 3-0 uh, away from home, but uh, a game that you... I mean, Marisburg's always been a, a difficult place to go to. Prior to that, you must be disappointed with that uh, loss to Supersports United uh, a week or so ago, particularly at home. You, you would have, I mean, you don't want to lose at home. Draws are good, but uh, losing a game like that, and as you say, the consistency, win one, lose one, that, that's probably what's, uh, what, what, what's your biggest Achilles heel at the moment. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, we came off a all zero win against Celtic the, the game before Supersport. And it was about, you know, uh, giving them the respect they deserve. I don't think we had a, a bad performance. I think the performance wasn't great either. Um, I think a draw would have been a fair result, but uh, with the experience, and I think that was the difference between uh, the two sides. Uh, they had their one moment and they scored. Um, so, yeah, getting consistency is one thing, but uh, I think more important is getting consistency between uh, performances. If you can have performances uh, consistently, good, uh, that is also follow. But let's talk uh, sort of players, and you mentioned bringing the the average age down, which must excite you. Uh, I mean, average age of squad 23, it just means that there's uh, obviously room to grow for these youngsters in, within the squad and uh, years to come look bright for, for Marisburg United. But there's obviously been lots of speculation uh, in the transfer window of players coming and going. One of the players that's been spoken about a lot is Evans Rosique. Uh, fantastic player for you guys. He's, he's proved his worth. Uh, what's the latest? Is he staying? Is he going? I mean, obviously a player like it, you don't want to lose. No, he's definitely staying. Uh, um, he's with us. He's preparing with us. He's uh, preparing for our next game, and uh, the window will close, and he'll still be with us. And uh, that's how we prepare uh, uh, now and, and up until the end of the season. But let's talk about sort of ambitions. And and when we we spoke when you first took over, you were talking about making sure you you finish in the top eight. But the the league has been pretty. Pretty tightly contested this season, and uh, there's only a few points in it. I mean, you're currently sitting on uh, 27 points, literally seven points away from top of the log, and uh, two wins, three wins on the trot, and uh, things look very, very differently. Have, have you changed those goals for the season? What's uh, what's things looking like come the end of the season? No, uh, I think our, our targets remain clear. I think uh, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and, and talk about... Uh, uh, being in the top four or, or, or stuff like that. Yes, uh, we will push to go as high as we can, but uh, I think at the moment now we need 13 points to reach that 40-point mark, and normally uh, 40 points uh, should uh, put you in the top eight. And at the moment, we should remain calm. We shouldn't think uh, too far ahead. Uh, we think about the next game and then the players, we don't get them carried away, as we have seen before, uh, uh, and we've seen a, a, a 10-game uh, um, situation where we haven't won. So, you know, we have to keep them grounded. We're still targeting the top eight and nothing has changed. And uh, for now, all we do is concentrate on the next game and, and that's all we can do. Yeah, the next two games are, are, are pretty key, particularly when, when you are chasing a top eight and you look at what's happening on the log at the moment. Next up, Chipper United on Friday, followed by Orlando Pirates, two teams who you are above on the log at the moment. So uh, if you do pick up maximum points, that obviously strengthens your position where you are uh, and, and, and pushes them further down. Let's talk about Chipper, always a, a, a tough customer and difficult, uh, difficult team to play. Yeah, of course, uh, Chipper United definitely... Uh you know, even if you win the game, it strengthens your chance, but it doesn't put you in the top eight. Uh, that, that, that has to be very clear in terms of a player's thinking. Uh, but Chipper United, uh, definitely, uh, one of the, well, we, 
we have the best defensive record uh, and they close behind us with guys that she's conceding the least amount of goals. Uh, that means uh, it will be a really tough side uh, to break down. They will be defensively organized and, uh, you know, we can't complain uh, about them or the defensive structure, but we have to find solutions trying to be able to, to score goals uh, in the home side. Looking at uh, sort of what you've seen from the team's perspective, do, do you think the, the the level has has improved that much in in domestic football? Not not necessarily from the the traditional big teams. I think of uh, the Soweto Giants and the likes of Mamelodi Sundowns. But you look at some of the other teams. Obviously, Cape Town City, Free State Stars, who who have had a, a couple of rough years. They're sitting uh, just above you on the log. Baraka hovering there within the top eight. Has has the the level of the top sides dropped, or is it just that everyone's just playing such good football? No, I think uh, I think the mere fact that uh, uh, Big is, of course, uh, going through an unusual uh, season, uh, you know, that has, uh, of course, given other teams uh, some points and, and put them into to positions, uh, perhaps, uh, where it's a, l- a little bit unrealistic at the moment, uh, ourselves included. Um, but, you know, uh, towards the end of uh, the last five games, we should even output, we'll definitely be in the top eight, Super Sport will be in the top eight. We should uh, not forget that Big uh, with Assemble the squad, uh, the, the, the squad uh, to to win the championship. Uh, Super Sport has assembled their squad to win the championship, and the quality will come through at the end of the day. And uh, they will; those two teams will definitely be in the top eight. And of course, it's for us to to fight for that six, seven, uh, eight position uh, that is available if you take uh, the top sides uh, into consideration. Uh, I mentioned uh, Evans Rusike from a, from an acquisition point of view in the transfer window. Are, are you planning on on making any more? Is uh, is are we open for business, or is Maritzburg United shut uh, shut shop and uh, focusing on what you need to do with what you've got? Yeah, I think uh, of course it's the 24th and the 31st uh, the window closed, and uh, if a player becomes available that uh, interests us, uh, definitely we'll go for it uh, to strengthen our team. Uh, we, we should remember that uh, you know our starting lineup of last season uh, uh, we. We only have two new players. If you look at it, uh, uh, the goalkeeper replaced Virgil Fries. We, uh, Richard Afolu, Richard Afolu who's playing consistently, uh, consistently in the league. Sienda Kulu playing instead of Kwan Nam Gunyama consistently. And of course, Kurt Lenkis has left and nobody really, uh, coming into the starting lineup replacing him. So we have pretty much uh, the same team as last season, uh, just replacing Kwan Nam and replacing, uh, Virgil Fries. So yeah, if a, if a player becomes available that interests us, that will strengthen us uh, in, in, in certain departments, so we'll definitely look at it. Well, Fadli, I know the fans uh, are loving the way Maritzburg are playing this season and, and long may their form continue. Thanks for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Track. Much appreciated and best of luck for the clash against Chip on Friday. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hey, bro, you look like you need a friend. Ish, I just can't be home before 9 p.m., man. I need to get home after my wife falls asleep. Oh, I had that problem also, man. Who said I had a problem? Relax, brother. You're not alone. Men's Clinic can help you. You just need to SMS help to 32110 or WhatsApp 072-315-2574. They will help you with all male health problems. Men's Clinic International. Specializing in male sexual health. SAFM Sports Wrap. Staying with football now, a massive game to look forward to this coming weekend. Kaiser Chiefs coach Steve Compella says his side is gearing up for a tough encounter when they host blog leaders Mamelodi Sundowns in the APSA Premiership in a clash that promises nothing but fireworks. The two sides lock horns at the FNB Stadium on Saturday night at a quarter past eight. Going to be a wonderful event, but it is still 11 v 11. Two teams fighting for championship. 
a gap of five points. A win for us, hopefully, narrows that to two. And as we said before, it's game on. And I'm sure Sundowns would not want to allow us to get anywhere close. We, we should all be ready and hope there are no mishaps. A good game for people. And the Kaiser Chiefs coming up victorious. His Sundowns counterpart, Pizzo Mosemane, says his side has enough manpower to compete against Amakosi despite injuries in his camp. He says a goalless draw is not an option for his side come Saturday. You know, games like this, they, they determine they've got their own history and uh, you, you can never tell, you know. But the team is okay. We just don't have everybody fit as I would have liked to. We've got a lot of players who don't have uh, a 100% top shape physical condition, but uh, we do have enough to to compete and uh, give uh, the supporters what they deserve. All I like is let's have goals. If it's a draw, I would love to have a 3-3 than 0-0. If it could be a difference of a goal, let me 5-4. Beautiful. Let's not have 0-0, please. Kaiser Chiefs captain and goalkeeper Tumalin Kune says his side are hoping to keep a clean sheet on Saturday and will not make it easy for Sundowns. I don't agree with Coach Pizzo when he says, yes, we all want to see goals, but uh, that means we shouldn't have goalkeepers on Saturday. <laughs> because I wouldn't want to concede three goals. <laughs> so we, we, we want to keep a clean sheet and I'm glad that our strikers have their scoring boots. We've been scoring goals lately, which is something we've been struggling on. But again, we've considered goals in our past two games, and we are all motivated by clean sheet. The record so far, we've played 18 matches, we've considered only 11, the best defensive team in the league, and we want to keep it that way. So we won't make it any easier for you. And I got a message from George. He said, I must stay in my line. I mustn't beat the goalpost. <laughs> but you know, I've dealt with you before. Bafana Bafana, you've been in the league. So I'm ready. Bring it on. SAFM Sports Rap. Apologies for the quality of that sound. Moving on to netball now. South African women's team uh, will be looking to win their second match in the netball quad series since its inception two years ago. The Proteus will attempt to do that when they play against New Zealand at Ellis Park Arena in Johannesburg tomorrow evening. The Proteus are improving in leaps and bounds after losing 54-50 to Australia in London last week, which was their best ever result against the world and Commonwealth champions with little preparation. SA coach Norma Plummer was pleased with the results against Australia and looks forward to the New Zealand clash. I was a bit uh, apprehensive before we left here um, because we came in, we only got in on the 10th of January, it was a day and a half before we actually selected the team so really a day and a half is not long to select the team but that was all we had and then we had three days together got on the plane and went so you know a little bit of work for a couple of sessions in England and by the time we had our second last um, training session before we played or our last training session before we played I thought yep they've just started to pick it up um, but I was still a little bit apprehensive because I knew Australia, England and New Zealand have had all these test matches they've had all these camps and they've been working the ball where our players hadn't they'd all been just doing gym work and trying to keep themselves fit but not in touch with the ball so I was absolutely delighted with the performance Absolutely delighted. The, the heart of those players just 
sensational. Tomorrow night's match, yeah, we've, uh, we know New Zealand can play a one-on-one and they can set the zone on you and our players have to identify the zone pretty quick so that we don't start throwing into hands and get beaten on that and know how to work the ball through it. We've, we've done a lot of work on it this morning. We'll, we're going back now to do a bit more work on it this afternoon. We'll just concentrate now on playing New Zealand and where their strengths are and trying to figure out who they'll line up against who and then how we counteract that when they put on the court who we think they might line up with, you know. So they haven't played Jury yet and I think they might try and put her on Lenise. She's taller, got a big reach. But then she shot over that sort of player before, but then it's about the movement on Lenise, on how we change that up to beat Jury. So, I mean, they're all the things you work on. South Africa have only beaten the Ferns uh, once in their last 30 encounters and Proteas captain Bongi Somi won Woman of the Match award against Australia last week. She's looking forward to tomorrow night's clash. We definitely excited but again Australia and New Zealand are two different um, sides obviously and they play different netball so I think now the focus is um, is to have plans on how we're going to go about in playing against the top number two in the world and like I said they play a different style um, it's a different preparation but we are excited if we, we come back from the holidays then it's really hard to prepare um, when everyone is really enjoying their time with their families and you have to get fit and get ready for such big games and our game was such the biggest playing against the number one in the world the performance um, from the spa proteas I'll say it's really it's, it's exciting and um, the good things that are coming um, from our side it's, it's really just a great build up for what, where we're heading to um, and we're definitely excited for tomorrow as well I think um, like I always say for us we've got nothing to lo- lose um, out of the quad series um, it's all to gain and we've been showing that since we started so. That's uh, South African skipper Wongu Musomi joining us uh, on SAFM Sports Chat this evening. And that's it for this evening's show. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to my team in Johannesburg as well, Finis and Luyolo, for uh, keeping things together up on the high felt. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live, coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news. It is uh, the talk shop with Naledi and Criselda. That's uh, coming your way. Greg Host has got the news at 7. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can. You can email us, sport at safm.co.za. If you've got any comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can also reach out via social media. Just search for at SAFM radio across the various platforms. Or you can touch base with me personally at Big Brad Brown is where you can find me. Have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.